family, your nation, your world, and what you, as a man of Christ, can do about it. Hello and welcome to Men of Christ Radio. My name is Brian Farley and this is your home for all things Men of Christ. What is Men of Christ? Well, for those few of you out there who do not know, uh, Men of Christ is a Catholic lay apostolate for men based in the Milwaukee Archdiocese, but we've since grown a lot, been around for about 11 years. So now we'll cover pretty much all of uh, Wisconsin and in, into Illinois and really all around the country. We fight the good fight, represent the church, our Lord, defending our families and our culture in the meantime. And there's many, many different ways to do that. This year's conference, this down, this year's conference is going to be April 1st, 2017. And it'll be, again, our 11th. It's a biggie. We're going to have some major speakers. Uh, Dr. Scott Hahn. A few of you might have heard of him. Rather significant individual, and we're really thrilled to have him uh, as part of the uh, conference. He always has a lot to say. And this year's theme for the conference, we always have a theme. This year's theme is obedience amid the rebellion. And so Dr. Hahn will be addressing that from his uh, unique and expert uh, perspective. Another of our speakers is Jason Everett. Uh, many of you have probably heard of him as well. He is an excellent speaker on uh, chastity. He actually works or heads up a whole organization called the Chastity Project. I think he's ahead of that. I'm not sure. He's one of the many awesome speakers they have as part of the Chastity Project. Uh, so check them out if you ever have a chance. They have a website, chastityproject.com, I believe. Anyway, Jason Everett will be one of our speakers as well. And um, He'll also be speaking at our Young Men's Conference. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. Thirdly, our third speaker is Jesse Romero. Uh, and Jesse is going to be our guest today on Men of Christ Radio. Uh, Jesse is uh, a fascinating individual. He's a, a full-time speaker, author, uh, preacher, evangelist, activist, <laughs> uh, very, very on-fire man. Um, and his past is very interesting. He's a retired Los Angeles deputy sheriff, so he's seen a lot. Uh, he's spent quite a bit of time literally on the streets um, as, a, as a police officer uh, in the prisons of some of the roughest and toughest parts of the country and uh, has seen quite a bit. And his experience through that actually brought him back to his Catholic faith. He's a cradle Catholic, drifted away for a while, was brought back to it uh, through his experiences uh, being a police officer. So this is some real tried and tested uh, testimony you're going to hear from Jesse. Jesse actually uh, was a speaker, I believe, at the very first Men of Christ conference way back in 2007. I think it was 2007. must have been. Or 2008, 2006. Really don't know. Before my time. A uh, very young man. Anyway, Jesse was one of the first speakers, and people loved him because he's a he's very, very motivating uh the term on fire is overused, but he's literally on fire. I mean, he will inspire you. If Jesse Romero doesn't inspire you in your faith, then I'm not sure what's going to inspire you in your faith. So uh, do stay tuned for Jesse. Uh, he's coming up in just a little bit. Um, I had mentioned our Young Men's Conference. What we started last year, in addition to our main conference, is a Young Men's Conference uh, focused mainly on guys ages 18 to 35. Uh, because some of the issues they face are different than some of the issues typically faced by more middle guys um, and uh, college students, uh, young fathers, young husbands. Um, so we, we 
have a special conference for them to address those issues. Jason Everett will also be a speaker at our Young Men's Conference, and so will Jesse Romero. Our Young Men's Conference is going to happen the night before the main conference. So the Young Men's Conference happens March 31st at the Milwaukee Theater in downtown Milwaukee. The main conference happens Saturday, April 1st uh, at the uh, Milwaukee Theater in downtown Milwaukee. So... Uh, a lot to attend. You can certainly attend both. They're, they're going to have different talks at these and uh, address different issues. So um, feel free to sign up for all. Registration is now open. So if you want to check out menofchrist.net, you can go there. You can find the registration page. You can get your tickets now. I don't have the prices on me right now, but I assure you they're extremely reasonable. Uh, but you can just go there, check it out, and learn more about Men of Christ in general. And uh, a little bit more about our speakers. So with that, I'm going to start with our consecration to Mary, and then we'll take a break, and then we will get to Jesse Romero, our guest today, uh, which will be very, very exciting. So if you'll join me, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Mary, my Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to you, and to show my devotion to you, I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, good Mother, as I am thine own, Keep me and guard me as thy property and possession. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, we're armed and dangerous and ready to go, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 Catholic Radio. Um, so stick around. Hello, I'm Father James Kubicki, the U.S. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes, listening to Catholic Radio by accident, and the Lord touching their hearts through the message they heard. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, wishing all of you a very blessed Advent season. Holy Family has a great selection of Advent wreaths, calendars, and devotionals to help you prepare for the coming of the Lord. And this Christmas, why not consider a gift of faith for your friends and loved ones? The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, just two miles north of the state line. More information is available on Facebook. We're back on Men of Christ Radio. Brian Farley here, and I am honored to have as our guest, as promised, Mr. Jesse Romero, who will be one of our uh, featured speakers at the Men of Christ Conference 
coming up April 1st, 2017. Uh, Jesse, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Thanks, Brian. I'm doing well, other than a slight cold, but I'm blessed beyond uh, my wildest dreams other than that. Okay, good. I was going to say your voice sounds a little different than the videos I was just watching of you, but, uh, yeah. well, a lot of colds going around, I know. So, yeah. anyway, I, I just want to get right to it. Um, you're you're a, a fascinating man, and uh, I, I gave a little bit of your bio, biography earlier on in the show. Um, you're a retired uh, deputy sheriff, but tell us a little bit about your, your conversion or your, your reversion to the uh, Catholic faith. What, what brought you back to the church? What brought me back to the church was probably in my mid-20s, working uh, side by side as a police officer in Los Angeles, or as an LA deputy sheriff, <clears throat> working side by side with a partner who was a fire-breathing evangelical Protestant fundamentalist. And uh, he, was, uh, he was a good soul, a good family man, loved the Lord, and he had a profound effect on me. And just basically seeing my, my, my life or being transparent, I could see that I was uh, lukewarm, I could see that I was indifferent towards my faith, towards the Lord Jesus Christ. And so his friendship with me is what really lit some lit a fuse in me to start studying my faith, to start paying attention at mass. What's going on? What what do the readings actually say? What is God saying to me? To start reading the Bible, to start delving into what's called apologetics to start uh, really developing a relationship and a prayer life with God. So <clears throat> this Protestant had a profound effect on me. And uh, now, thanks be to God, through our relationship, which we've maintained over the last 30 years, he came into the Catholic Church probably about 15 years ago. So he's not oh, a Catholic. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. I was going to ask, how does he feel being a Protestant about launching a, a rabid Catholic evangelist? <laughs> but I guess, uh, good, you, you, you won him over. That's awesome. Yeah, he's 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 uh, entered into the fullness of, of Christianity, which is the Catholic faith. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. All right, now you are a very busy man in this regard. You you are a Catholic uh, speaker. You've got it looks like one or maybe three radio shows of your own. You're an author. You do regular preaching. Uh, I, I think I know the answer, but I want to hear from you. What motivates you? What keeps you going with all this? My love for the. My love for Jesus Christ, plain and simple, nothing else. I'm not motivated by a pope, by a bishop, by a cardinal, by a priest, by a deacon. I'm not motivated by, you know, lay people. I'm motivated out of pure love for a person called Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God, who I believe everything he said about himself. Jesus Christ uh, is the author and finisher of my faith. And uh, I, I do what I do every single day, and I'm going to burn out. Uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ um, until my body just breaks down because to me there's no greater adventure in life than serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that's fantastic. And what a singular motivation, you know. It just keeps you very, very focused, obviously. So um, now you talk a lot about the culture war, and um, I, uh, well, I work at a university, so I'm surrounded by Catholics who say all this talk of fighting and everything, it's it's not good. We should dialogue with each other, and, and, and that's how we'll uh, resolve issues. Uh, but you're much more of a, the, the culture warrior and the language of uh, the church militants, and we need to fight. Um, 
why, what's the relevance between the culture war and the gospel of Jesus Christ and peace, love, and mercy? I mean, what's, what's the connection there? Well, the first thing that I would say is this. The word uh, compromise is not found in the Bible anywhere. That's the first thing that I would say. But what is found in the Bible is the word called truth. And what Jesus Christ taught is true. Now, it has to be communicated, obviously, with charity. As St. Paul says, you know, speak the truth and charity in Ephesians 4.15. But as Catholics, uh, you know, we have to quit making excuses for what we believe. You know, too many of us as Catholics, uh, we, uh, we seem to be very reticent and say, well, the church teaches this and all oh, the catechism teaches that. I don't approach it that way. I basically say this is right because the church teaches it. This is right because the Bible teaches it. And even secular people tell me, they go, Jess, uh, unlike most Catholics, you speak with a lot of confidence. I don't hear Catholics speak like you. I said, yeah, because a lot of Catholics are mealy mouth. I mean, they, they, they speak uh, as if we have to be ashamed or, or we have to you know, be apologizing all the time. Not me. Uh, we have the fullness of truth. Life is short. Souls are at stake. People will go to hell if they don't embrace the fullness of truth, if they do this, uh, if, they, if, they, if they do this uh, through vincible ignorance, and as Catholics, we have what the world needs. The world doesn't need more politicians. The world doesn't need more engineers or scientists or brain surgeons. The world needs the gospel of Jesus Christ as proclaimed by the Catholic Church, with the Holy Eucharist and all. And uh, <clears throat> I guess uh, my personality from being an ex-cop and an ex-fighter, I just. I'm not really, uh, I'm not one of those guys that sits down and, you know, wants to dialogue with somebody and say, well, yeah, let's have a cup of hot coffee and, and uh, yeah, what do you think? And yeah, what do I think? And yeah, both of us are right. You're right. We all have different opinions. That's just not my approach. I mean, I just, uh, and I can tell you yeah. this, that many people have come into the Catholic Church as a result of my straightforward approach. They really find it a breath of fresh air. I completely agree. I mean, I know certainly for myself and a lot of certainly men I know, but also women and a lot of young people, the, the, the direct, unapologetic, uh, straightforward evangelizing um, with charity, but still no, no shame, no apologies, is so much more inspiring and I think much more effective and what we haven't done, I mean, I'm, I'm 51 years old, so I hit my Catholic school in 1971, right at the beginning of the end, as it were. And it was all, you know, kumbaya and, and right. stuff. Right. So by the time I was done with college, I had no use for the Catholic Church, because I was like, well, this is just, I don't need this, you know, because this isn't anything. And then through guys like you, I rediscovered, no, this is hardcore truth. This is something worth living and dying for. And it's uh, it's so inspiring. So I I, uh, I I just it's so refreshing to hear you talk and, and uh, the way you, that you do. Yeah, Brian. Like here's what happened to my gener your generation, my generation. I'm 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 a few few years older than you. We were raised in the I'm okay, you're okay generation. We yeah. were raised yeah we were raised in the you know you know everybody gets a trophy generation. You know nobody's right, nobody's wrong. And yep. uh, that's 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 exactly the what's been destroying the catholic church in many places for example holland and the netherlands if, if you look at what's happening over there uh, i just read recently that one to two percent of catholics go to mass on sunday 
98% of Catholics don't go to Mass. And I don't even want to tell you how many churches are being sold over there. They're, they're, they're selling them by the hundreds. Uh, and so why? Because Holland, Belgium, the Netherlands, they've turned into a kumbaya culture. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. Everything's relative. Situation ethics. And so what happens? The church is closing shop over there because we don't have any John the Baptist. We don't have any St. Paul the Apostles. We have a bunch of compromisers that speak, uh, you know, they, they speak uh, what I would say, what I would call, the, you know, the modernist party line, and nothing's right, nothing's wrong, everything's left to your own presuppositions. Yeah, and uh, it's it doesn't hold up in the face of temptation, I can tell you that. You know, it's just yep. this kind of feel-good country club religion. Well, really, when push comes to shove, I'm, it doesn't doesn't motivate me. So, no, right. I need something something much more hardcore, something much more true, and again, worth, worth living and dying for. Um, uh, we're going to take a quick break here, but uh, I do want to throw out at least once, if not several times today, your your website, uh, jesseromero.com. It's J-E-S-S-E-R-O-M-E-R-O.com. All, all one word there. Um, great stuff on there. Jesse's got a ton of books. He's got videos. He's got talks. He's got uh, Culture Warriors Creed. Uh, it's all very, very good stuff. So I encourage uh, everybody listening to check that out. And uh, obviously, again, to come to the Men of Christ Conference in April when uh, Jesse will be one of our speakers. And uh, don't go away because he's going to stay with us here. we got much more to talk about on the Men of Christ radio show here on WSFI Catholic Radio 88.5 FM. Stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, I'm Joe Scheidler, host of Pro-Life Today on WSFI Catholic Radio 88.5 FM. It's a half-hour conversation with leaders in the pro-life movement committed to protecting the most vulnerable among us. That's every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Or listen anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. That's Pro-Life Today, every Monday at 3.30 p.m. only on WSFI Catholic Radio. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI local programming on demand? Full episodes of Pro-Life Today, WSFI Spotlight, Healing the Whole Person, Bursting Forth in Sound, along with our novenas, prayers, and devotions are available on your mobile device or online. For iPhone and iPad users, open the already installed podcast app and search for WSFI. Then click subscribe. Android users need to visit the Google Play Store download the Stitcher app, create a free account, then search for WSFI. Add us to your favorites playlist by clicking the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. The full archive of local shows is also available at WSFIRadio.org. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. 
All right, back on Men of Christ Radio with Jesse Romero, Catholic speaker, author, preacher. Um, and we're talking about Catholicism, of all things, here on Men of Christ Radio. Jesse, um, what I've found, and I know you've addressed this in other talks, traditional Catholics are often accused, and often by other Catholics, of being, uh, being political or partisan when they uh, advocate for pro-life issues or traditional marriage between a man and a woman, um, are they right? Are, are these are these political issues, or are they uh, things that we can't address in, in a, a religious moral realm? Good question. I, I would just say that the uh, what people perceive as political issues, they're really moral issues. When you're talking about the nature of marriage. When you're talking about the nature of abortion, those aren't political issues. Politics is basically usurped their authority and they've jumped into morality. The, the church is the conscience of moral government. Government doesn't have a moral conscience. The church has always been the conscience of moral of, of society and of government. And uh, the church teaches not political issues. The, t- the church teaches moral absolutes. Simply because they're true, not because a political party may also agree. And uh, a classic case, for example, would be Dr. Martin Luther King. He was a Baptist minister. He led the movement to persuade the government to impose a particular belief on America that all men are created equal in the eyes of God. This was not a political movement. This was a movement that found its deepest convictions in Christianity. And uh, I like what Fulton Sheen says about about uh, when people try to accuse us of being overly political. Fulton Sheen says this. He says, we don't need a voice that's right when everybody else is right. We need a voice that's right when everybody else is wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's the point that I'm making. You know, if you've ever heard someone say that Christians should stay neutral on political issues or that God doesn't care about political issues or evangelism only matters in eternity— and it shouldn't change the way a person votes, then you've been targeted by deception. That's deceiving. And these these subtle, you know, delusions, they're designed to shut down your influence on the direction of American life. And the goal of us as Catholics, or the goal of the enemy, should I say, is to mute Christians by eliminating our viewpoint from the national discourse, and we can't let that happen. Yeah. No, that's a great point, and many great points there. And when you were talking, it reminded me of, you know, in, in American history, um, this, the Revolutionary War was kind of puttering along, and then uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, f- fueled things with the Declaration of Independence because it took it from a, a political, you know, fight over taxes and representation and turned it into a, a grander moral issue of, of human rights and human dignity and you know, the rights given us by God, and that's what fueled the passion of the people and made the massive change. Same with the Civil War. It was, you know, a state's rights issue, blah, 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 and then the Emancipation Proclamation turns it into a moral issue over slavery and the rights of human beings, and that's what shifted the, the tide of these things, um, at least, or began the shift of the, of the tide of them. So many of the political issues are really just kind of pale reflections of a much larger moral issue. And yeah, I, I think it's a tactic that, that a lot of people use to keep us from getting engaged because, well, we don't want to be partisan and we don't want to be divisive 
<laughs> so you you back away and, and and take yourself out of a fight that's really a moral fight. It's it's right versus wrong rather than right versus left and all that's that. That's right, correct, correct. Yep, you nailed it. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yes, in your uh, your uh, Bible study, you also you talk about along these lines here. Um, the parallel of um, like political and religious parallels. So in political realm, we have conservative versus liberal. Um, but you say, I believe in the, in the religious realm, you have more orthodoxy versus heterodoxy. Um, I, can you explain more about that? I found that very interesting, but I, I wanted to hear more. Yeah. Uh, let me just mention something about liberal and conservative. Those are more, more political terms. Uh, you know, in yeah. terms of how you you view the you view society socially and morally, but I remember Winston Churchill. He once said that if you're 18 and not a liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're 30 and not conservative, you don't have a brain. Well, I, yeah. I, I tend to I tend to agree with. Him. Yeah, uh, like that one. Yeah, what the as Catholics we use the term uh, which is which identifies us. Orthodox and heterodox. What the word orthodox means is uh, somebody who uh, 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 accepts correct teaching or the right teaching. Heterodox is somebody who has embraced incorrect teaching or the wrong teaching. Uh, but the word liberal can also be, it can also be theological as well. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> there's a verse in the Bible. Um, it's in it's in Second John verse uh, 2 John verse 9. It's in the New American Bible. Second John verse 9. Uh, it, ba it basically well, let me grab my New American Bible here so you I can read it to you. Second <clears throat> John verse 9. It basically says. It uses the term progressive. Most Catholics have never seen that. And they're saying, what? The, the Bible? And I say that because today, many people who are social progressives, they wrap themselves around the flag of, you know, they'll say I'm progressive or I'm liberal. I mean, they use those as synonyms. <clears throat> right, flip yeah. my Bible. Second John, verse 9. The Bible says this, quote, Anyone who is so progressive as not to remain in the teaching of the Christ does not have God. Whoever remains in the teaching has the Father and the Son. Close quote. So notice, wow. the, the word progressive is used in the New American Catholic Bible in 2 John verse 9. And it's, 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 uh, it's a philosophy that's condemned by God, by Almighty God. And in fact, when you look at Webster's Dictionary, liberal and progressive there's synonyms hence yeah. hence the word liberal and progressive are used in catholic theology and sacred scripture and uh the catholic church's teachings most especially on morality they're not progressive they're fixed they're permanent they're flawless right. uh, you know they cannot progress you you cannot come up with a better arrangement than god on marriage than adam and eve so you know the church Obviously, the church does believe in progress when it comes to science and, you know, uh, cell phones and faster computers and faster airplanes, better gas mileage, of course. 
But the church does not believe in progress when it comes to morality because morality was given to us by God. It's fixed. It's flawless. It's perfect. It cannot change. And that's really fascinating. I, I hadn't heard that really till you said it, which uh, gives you an idea of my my scripture knowledge, which is uh, in need of much enhancement. But uh, that that use of the word progressive, particularly it saying uh, that you um, to be progressive so that you you do not remain in Christ, which really is very much. You know, we nowadays we talk about a post-Christian culture that we're in. So I think so many quote-unquote progressives feel that, well, I've outgrown all that silly Christian stuff. I don't, you know, that's all for children or for uh, people of the 20th century. I don't need that anymore. There really is that attitude out there, and uh, it's kind of exactly what John was talking about there, it sounds like. You got it. It says, John said it, if you're so progressive, you can't keep to the teaching of Christ. Again, because morality is fixed. It's like, it's a foundation. It's, It's a rock. And you can't you can't improve upon what God gave us. Right, right. Excellent. All right. Now, um, on your uh, your radio show, uh, which here I'll do a little plug for you. It's the Terry and Jesse show. Well, one of them. You have several apparently, but the Terry yeah. and Jesse show. And that's Terry Barber. He's, he's the founder of Lighthouse Media. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's great. And that's uh, Immaculate Heart Radio. So, but on that show, uh, I was listening to a few uh, episodes and excerpts, and you had one that caught my interest because of recent events, and it's called How to Make America Great Again, which is very relevant these days. Um, and what was, what was your solution uh, for uh, How to Make America Great Again? Okay, I'll tell you how you make America great again. <clears throat> we got to go back to the tradition of this country, which is basically minted on our coins. What does it say? One nation under God, okay? Not one nation under Charles Darwin, not one nation under Margaret Sanger, one nation under God. And the God that the founding fathers uh, spoke of was not Allah. It was the God of the Judeo-Christian tradition, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We also see in our coins, it says liberty, liberty, Uh, you know, which would, we could juxtapose that with communism, and totalitarian regimes all over this world, Islamic fascist, Nazism. In other words, this country gave us freedom and liberty as opposed to what we find in many parts of the world, which is, again, the jackboot on your neck type mm-hmm. government. And uh, and the third thing that we find minted in our coins that we got to go back to is it says, from many one, e pluribus unum, from many one, And you'll find that the secular liberal progressives in this country, they're always trying to divide people because uh, that's exactly what Satan does. The word Satan in Greek means one who divides. That's the word Satan means in Greek, one who divides. And you'll find that the multicultural secular progressives in this country are always trying to, you know, emphasize the differences. Oh, you're Hispanic. You guys should stand on this side. You guys are black. Oh, yeah, black lives matter. You guys are white. Stand over here. Uh, you'll, you'll find that the secular humanist multiculturals are always talking, emphasizing the difference. They're always trying to divide. Well, that's that's completely polar opposite to the way this country was founded. We were founded as a melting pot, immigrants from all over the world, and we embrace one ideal, and that ideal was called America, one nation under God, 
freedom and, and liberty, and from many, one, one people. And that's brilliant, uh, especially in light of the whole, I mean, the word inclusivity, of course, is just used constantly now, and everything and everybody must be inclusive, and yet, um, yeah, as you point out, not only was this a founding principle of the country, e pluribus unum, but also, you know, Christ, love thy neighbor. I mean, it, it's as fundamental as that, but it seems like maybe it is Satan's work. We're, we're, we're dividing ourselves more and more, and then we kind of impose this artificial thing called inclusivity, which is almost like a legal retrofit of, of <laughs> what used to be human nature, or at least Christian nature, uh, to love thy neighbor, regardless, you know, the, the race, creed, color, none of that matters, that you are, uh, you know, a, a baptized child of God or, a, 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 you know, a fellow human being, if not baptized, deserving of love and respect. Right. But now, now we artificially kind of try to force this thing through these legal means, and it's, it doesn't work, and it just seems to serve to divide us even more, and I wonder if that's not deliberate. It's like, you know, in, in, the, in the guise of getting everybody together, we're really just splitting ourselves all apart. Yeah, black, Hispanic, white, Canadian, whatever. You know, it's, it's uh, there was that MTV video that came out just recently where, you know, the, the list of resolu resolutions for white guys, and here's how you white guys can be better next year. Oh, yeah, they yeah, since, yeah, right. They've, yeah. they've since pulled that video, which is kind of funny, but it was just so arrogant and, and, and really just unintelligent and foolish and stupid. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand how that sort of thing could fall under inclusivity. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brian, when you look at all the countries in the world, there's about 195, 198 countries. This is the, the best place on planet earth to live bar, bar none. There yes. is no, there's nowhere that's even close. And in fact, all these Hollywood secular progressive liberals that were saying that they were going to leave the country once Trump won, guess what? Not one of them has left because yeah. they wouldn't be able to make the type of money and gain the type of popularity that they have in any other country on planet Earth but the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, that's an irony, too, is that these people are among the most blessed among us materially. Oh, yeah. They're the ones complaining the most. <laughs> I think you don't. All you need to know is most or many Hollywood movies are produced in Canada because the taxes and the and the, the um, union dues are much less in, in Canada, so they can make their movies a lot more cheaply up there. And these are the our Hollywood liberals doing that. So, yep. yeah, I don't, don't think they're all that sincere about their purported beliefs, but uh, that's that goes without saying. All right, now our our uh, our 2017 Men of Christ Conference. Our theme is obedience amid the rebellion, which is uh, very, very striking. I like that theme. But obedience is not at all a popular term these days in most circles. So I'm wondering if, if you can talk about uh, the different understandings of what obedience means in the context of the Catholic Church versus secular humanism, or probably more strikingly, how, what the Catholic Church means by obedience as opposed to what Islam means by obedience. Yeah, uh the Catholic Church, when we talk about obedience, we're talking about obedience to God and his church. And the, and the, what should be first and foremost is the golden rule, what Jesus Christ taught us. Treat your neighbor like you want to be treated yourself. Okay? That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the pinnacle of the law right there. That's the essence of Christianity. That's the essence of what 
Jesus Christ came to teach us. But uh, again, when you look at other systems, other worldviews, for example, for example, the Muslim understanding of obedience, their understanding is obedience to what's in the Quran, their book, which is a book that, truth be told, has 164 that mandate the Muslim to kill the infidel or the kafir. So what's a kafir? You and I. If you're not a Muslim, you're known as a kafir in Arabic or an infidel in English. And uh, they, have a, they have a mandate from their book to subjugate the infidel and uh, to force us to convert or die. So our worldview is totally different. And uh, the secular humanist worldview is also different because their, their view of, of obedience, theirs is basically freedom. When they say obedience, they say, nah, it's all about freedom. But the secular humanist definition of freedom is freedom to do what you feel like doing. Or the Christian definition of freedom is do, having the freedom to do what you ought to do. Yeah. Unlike the secular humanist. Secular humanist definition is freedom is doing what you feel like doing. The Christian definition of freedom, according to St. John Paul II in Theology of the Body, is doing, having the freedom to do what you ought to do. Something very interesting is uh, when you look at the Church of Satan, one of, the con one of the constant verses that you find in the Satanic Bible is this. It goes like this, quote, Do what you will, that is the whole of the law, close quote. That's a recurring verse in the Satanic Bible. Do what you will, that is the whole of the law. Whereas as Catholics, what's our obedience? It's found in the Our Father. We pray, Our yeah. Father, and notice what we say. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the Christian, our obedience is doing the will of the Father as Jesus taught us in that prayer. That um, tenet from the uh, Bible of Satan is, is shocking, almost mostly because it sounds so common. I mean, you hear that in almost every commercial, song, movie, you know, do what you will. And there's not, nothing else matters. Uh, I don't think most people realize that comes from the the, the Satan in the Church of Satan or whatever they call themselves. Yep. Um, and also, I, in talking about obedience, um, something you said in your talk, uh, the that the Christian understanding of of the the Judeo Christian understanding of God is God is Father, and so we obey primarily. Yes, there's plenty of fear, but primarily out of love. It's a love relationship, and because we love him, we obey him, and he loves us, and so we're rewarded for our obedience. But in, in the Islamic understanding, God is master, and, 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 and the worshiper is merely a slave, and so you obey out of fear because you'll be obliterated or whatever by this, this Allah, this God who is master, not father. So, And I think that obviously uh, that explains a lot in, in how our different uh, religions comport themselves and how the you know, the, the, the faithful oh, yeah. comport themselves. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. and, and that's a powerful distinction. And I think uh, this what uh, Pope Benedict was uh, hinting at, I think, in his Regensburg speech, and got in a lot of trouble, of course, for that, but he's just quoting the Bible and the Koran, so <laughs> that's so much for speaking the truth. That's always uh, a good way to get yourself in trouble, as I'm sure you well know. Yes. Uh, so we're going to take... Take a quick break here again. Uh, we're with Jesse Romero, a Catholic speaker, author, evangelist, and an awesome human being. Um, and we're going to be right back with a couple more questions for Jesse on Men of Christ Radio on WSFI, Catholic Radio 88.5. Do not go away. Hello, I am Bishop Don Hying from the Diocese of Gary, Indiana. Catholic Radio has a remarkable reach into the minds and hearts of all sorts of people who may not be going to church, who may not have any other connection to learning about the faith. I know so many people have grown in the Catholic faith because they listen to Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. A Prayer for Deliverance with Father John Grigas, the rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may he send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them and may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall Amen Back on Men of Christ Radio with Jesse Romero, and uh, Jesse, um, another one of your talks, I, I, was, I was doing a Jesse Fest last night, I was listening to all your stuff, and it was, it was great, very inspiring. Uh, on, by the way, jesseromero.com, folks, if you want to check out some of Jesse's stuff, it's all on his website, J-E-S-S-E-R-O-M-E-R-O.com, um, great stuff. Uh, in one of your talks, you touched on fatherhood. And uh, a point that, I mean, you're, you're no fan of Freud, no good Catholic is, but you said that he did make, you got one thing right, and that's our, that our relationship with our earthly father does have an influence on how we view our heavenly father, or in many cases, people, you know, whether you believe in that heavenly father at all or not. Um, can you tell us more about that, how that, those two relationships uh, affect each other? Yeah, obviously Freud was no friend of the Catholic Church, you know, he was a, uh psychotherapist was very anti-religion and he actually he actually said that religious faith is a neurotic illusion and wishful thinking um, and he also said other crazy stuff like you know the Oedipus complex the Electra complex that you know every male child has this hidden desire to kill his father in order to possess their mother and have sex with her I mean just crazy stuff but yeah. one of the things that one of the things that he did get right 
okay, of the many things that he got wrong. Freud said that, you know, he said that God the Father is just a projection of our of our uncertain, fluctuating relationship with our earthly father. And, uh, you know, he said that God the Father is so absent in our culture because many people have had a bad experience with their earthly father, who may have been violent or an alcoholic or a drug addict or a womanizer or just a weak man, just, you know, lukewarm or simply absent from their lives. And so I agree with this statement is that atheism amongst young people is 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 uh is fairly high because so many young people have had just a poor example of what it means to be a father and be and and there's so many absentee fathers or single parent homes and so the kid kids today they say if this is the way my earthly father treated my mom and treated me i want nothing to do with god the father so they project they extrapolate if my earthly father was a deadbeat and ran out on my mom, I want nothing to do with this person called God the Father. So in that regard, I would agree with him. Yeah, and that puts a, a huge uh, additional responsibility or a clarification of the real responsibility of all of us guys out there who are dads. Um, <laughs> realize that in many ways, many of them subconscious, but you're, you're, you're modeling God the Father for your own children. I mean, from a very early age all the way through, uh, that really uh, steps up the game quite a bit because no, if, yeah. if you're you're flippant or you're, or you're uh, disrespectful of certain things, one of the guys we've had talk, he was at our conference last year and he's been on this show and he's done some retreats with us, Kyle Clement. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, he does great talks. But one of the things he talks about is uh, relational authority and how if, if we as fathers are disrespectful of, say, a police officer, for example. You know, you have, it's just kind of a snide comment when you're getting a ticket or something. Your kids are going to pick that up, and then that will erode their respect for your own authority. So his whole point is just that, you know, God is the authority, and all legitimate authority is a reflection of God Almighty, so therefore we should respect all legitimate authority and, and demonstrate that by our actions and our words. And in, in particular, when, when a father figure disrespects legitimate authority, it has a hugely destructive effect on the kids, which uh, was a, a disturbing thing to hear as someone who's been known to be a little uh, smart aleck-ish himself uh, in front of his own kids. So, yeah, that's a, it's a, that's a powerful point Bra for Brian, all of us dads. Go ahead. Let me, let me mention another point. This... Uh, there's a good Catholic psychologist. His, his name's uh, Dr. Paul Vitz. He he used to have a lot of programs on EWTN before. I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while, but he wrote a book that I have in my shelf. It's called "Faith of the Fatherless: The Psychology of Atheism." In that book, the opening line of that book says this: "Quote: The psychological source of militant atheism is the absence of a good father." And, and, then, and then he goes on, he goes on to quote a lot of the, the, the famous atheists throughout history, and he looks at the father, their, their father-son uh, relationship. Most of them were absent, or they just had a very poor example of a father. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a fascinating study. I know the only one I can think of right now, but Adolf Hitler had an awful relationship with his right. father. So. Yeah, he, he's but, mentioned in the book. He's, he's one of the persons mentioned in the book about 
the bad father-son relationship. And, you know, a couple of years ago when I was doing an immense conference at Lincoln, Nebraska, when Bishop Bruskowitz was still the bishop there, he was also speaking at the same conference. And I sat there and listened to the good bishop. I remember he said this, which struck me like thunder. He told all the men there, it was probably about a thousand men. He said, a man who doesn't teach his children about God is worse than a murderer. You could you could have heard a pin drop. A thousand men, everybody's jaw just opened up. When Bishop Bruskwood says, a man who doesn't teach his children about God is worse than a murderer. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Again, stepping up the game there, but uh, in truth, you know, I mean, that's just realizing what 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 really is at stake here, which is the whole reason um, you're doing what you do and what we're doing, what we do through men of Christ and other apostolates like this, just trying to wake ourselves up and wake up other people, other, uh, you know, in this case, men in particular, but all Catholics, um, which I find myself saying is the perfect segue to, uh, <laughs> you have a, a new book, I believe it's out already, wake, wake Up Catholics, Be a Spiritual Warrior. Yeah. Is that? Catholics, uh, Catholics Wake Up. Catholics Wake Up. <laughs> Catholics wake up. Okay. So is, is that is out already or? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's out. And uh, it's funny, but one of the stories there relates exactly to the last time I was invited to that conference with you guys in Milwaukee. I had a, <clears throat> I had a close, I had a near death experience after I left. I'm going to be sharing that story at the conference <clears throat> and it's right. in the book. The story's in the book. Okay. All right, well, that's a good teaser. That's very good. <laughs> so Catholics wake up. All right, and then uh, another one, because we're wrapping up here, another uh, book for men in particular, um, uh, Lord, Prepare My Hands for Battle. That's that's a new one, correct? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's a prayer book I wrote for Catholic men where I, I emphasize a lot of spiritual warfare prayers, a lot of the old prayers of the Catholic Church that a lot of Catholic men have never heard before when they're saying, wow. I never knew we had prayers to pray against evil spirits. Where'd you get this from? I said, these prayers are, these prayers were around at the Council of Trent. They were around, uh, you know, at the Council of Nicaea. Uh, so I have a lot of prayers in there that are very old prayers. And especially men. men. Men want to get involved in something bigger than themselves. And when you tell them, let me teach you how to pray against these evil spirits that are attacking us. Guys like that because guys are up for a fight. I also have in that book a lot of the theology on prayer, uh, you know, what the church teaches about the different types of prayer. And not only that, there's a specific section of the book where I quote two brain surgeons, and they go into detail of what prayer does to the brain. It is absolutely fascinating. When I talk to a secular guy and I say, hey, dude, you pray? Oh, heck no, not me. I said, give me five minutes and let me convince you why you should start praying to God. They said, all right, I'll give you five minutes. Give me your best shot. When I give them the, the data that I have in my book of what prayer does to the brain, every single guy has told me, I'm in. Sign me up. I never knew this. This is fascinating. Wow. All right. No, I've never heard that either. I, you know, I've heard you know, comparisons to meditation and it's good and it calms you down and that from a physiological standpoint, but uh, I haven't heard much more about that. So that is definitely fascinating. And I, 
agree, and I, I know I, I've probably never heard many of the prayers in your book, so I've got to got to get that. But just in my um, my own conversion reversion uh, through largely through men of Christ, I've encountered more and more traditional prayers of the church and find them hugely inspiring um, and not at all manby-pamby and nice and sweet, but they're, they're challenging. They're, they're hardcore. They're passionate. And it's um, really very, very inspiring. So this sounds very exciting. I've got to, uh, I've got to get my hands on that um, and your other material. And so I'll do the the final plug here for the the conference, but you're going to be one of our speakers at the April 1st, uh, 2017 Men of Christ conference. And you'll have, I know, I believe your your lovely wife, Anita, will be there with a booth selling a lot of your your products, I believe, in our vendor section. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Because that's that's excellent, too. Because then, you know, you give your talk, guys want to hear more, they want to learn more. It's all out there, um, which is ideal because, uh, you know, we we do these conferences. It's kind of like a, a way to catch guys you know a lot of the guys there are well deep into their faith and very very uh, devout uh, others are just kind of like i don't know yeah sort of catholic uh, maybe i'll try it out so this conference is a great kind of wide funnel for all sorts of men in all sorts of stages of their their faith so they hear a guy like you and you know this this real passionate manly presentation of the the true catholic faith and it's so inspiring and and to see you know we get up to 2500 3000 other guys to see them all there praying devoutly on their knees in a theater you know praying the rosary on their knees doing adoration it's it's really a profound experience so um i'm thrilled you're going to be there we're all thrilled you're going to be there and very excited, and uh, and I'll just say God bless you for all you do because it, you guys like you are really turning, uh, I think, uh, things around for at least for the church in America by the the passion and clarity and and, and power of, of how you do what you do. So uh, God bless you, and uh, I really appreciate you joining us on the show, Jesse. Thank you, Brian. Hope to see you soon. God bless you and the staff. All right. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Mr. Jesse Romero. Thanks to all of you for listening to Men of Christ Radio. Uh, We really appreciate it. And again, April 1st, 2017 is uh, the main conference. March 31st, 2017 is the Young Men's Conference. You can see Jesse. You can see Dr. Scott Hahn. You can see Jason Everett in person. Uh, Very, very inspiring. Very, very powerful experience for men. So please avail yourself of it. Go to menofchrist.net to register for the conference. Uh, We always end our show with the prayer to St. Michael, so if you'll join me right now, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Well, thank you very, very much for listening. We'll be back again soon on Men of Christ Radio on WSFI Catholic Radio 88.5 FM, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information on this or any other radio program, visit wsfiradio.org or email info at wsfiradio.org. To learn more about the men of Christ, visit menofchrist.net.
Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, wishing all of you a very blessed Advent season. Holy Family has a great selection of Advent wreaths, calendars, and devotionals to help you prepare for the coming of the Lord. And this Christmas, why not consider a gift of faith for your friends and loved ones? The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, just two miles north of the state line. More information is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hi, this is Mike McCoy. I went to the University of Notre Dame, played 11 years in the NFL. And why is Catholic Radio relevant for the Chicago area? Well, I think it's relevant all over the country because of what's going on in our culture today. I see it all the time as I go into Catholic schools. A lot of pressure on our young people. You know, what's the truth? What's what's not the truth? What's the absolute truth? So hopefully by coming into this social media radio, we'll get some positive things out there so people can listen to. So that's why I think it's relevant because our culture is overwhelming us today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore, wishing the fullness of God's blessings upon all those who will soon be receiving a sacrament for the first time. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including a virtual tour, is available on Facebook. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM and like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. Hi, I'm Doug Berry from Life on the Rock. The importance of Catholic Radio cannot be underestimated. This is a medium that can reach into the hearts and the minds and the vehicles of individuals at any given time or day. This is one of those ways that we can reach hearts and souls that are hurting and that need to know the grace, the strength, the healing power of Christ. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Listen at 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. 
WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m.